Welcome back to the Internet Computer Report. Uh, so the other day, Dominic posts a tweet on this new operating system, uh, blockchain phone that is kind of in the works. It was pretty exciting. I found it really <laughs> cool. It got a ton of attention. Uh, could you like give us a little bit of update on like what that is? And yeah, I mean, at? it's purely speculative at this point, but the gravity of it is what I think we want to talk about today because mm -hmm. it's um it's almost in a sense a final frontier for everything that's happening in the open source and, and blockchain world. And uh, we've, we're still stuck, like we can act as open as we, as we want and pretend that things are running on blockchains and, and these dApps are running on Ethereum, but really they're running on the cloud, they're ex accessed in browsers, they're found with search engines, and every, everything that you use your phone for pretty much is still operating through big tech. And no one's really taken the plunge successfully in starting from the ground up, building their own operating system that isn't proprietary and mm -hmm. pretty much a blockchain optimized phone. So that's the initiative we heard about uh, okay. yesterday. I remember, I remember it was like two, three years ago, there was talks. I remember there was this guy, Phil Chen from HTC. It's mega, like $40 billion conglomerate of phones, I mean, HTC phones. And they were talking about building a blockchain phone with these protocols underlying like Definity, Ethereum. That was like three years ago. Is that any relation to it that's happening? Or I is think, it, yeah. well, I think a lot of people have tried to do it before. Another one who tried to do it was um, Ron Chen, the Elastos founder. And we, are, we heard a lot about um, <laughs> that from the last episode. Mm -hmm. I just interviewed one of their developers because the community at, like, asked if they could. But they were originally trying to build uh, Elastos operating system and Elastos runtime. Oh, okay. So it was going to be their own thing, and it was a a phone based on C++ they made, which is and they demoed it, which was totally novel. Um, but they realized it was too hard, and they kind of gave up on that initiative, and that's what I heard from the developer last time. Another one who tried to do it is Urbit, that we're like pretty much fans of, and it's been around since 2000. Yeah. And they said they pretty made an operating them. system in like 20 lines of code, or tw 10 lines of code. Mm -hmm. Like really crazy, low-level um, stuff, but there's such a gap there between the usability because you, you're kind of only going to use Urbit if you're a tech nerd at this point. And it, it's just such a big undertaking that it's only been an accessible endeavor for the biggest companies in the world. And that's why my, like Microsoft uh, has Windows and Apple has iOS and Android is in a sense like mostly controlled by Google, even though it's, it's open source in a way. Um, so what they want to do is create an operating system that's completely open, kind of like Linux, like we have Linux. But right now, the internet is like if you want to use an internet service, it comes in, in two flavors, basically. You either download it from an app store, and that'll probably be Apple App Store or, or Google Play, and you run it, it natively on your phone, or you access a website in, in a browser, and you access it through a search engine. And it's kind of one or the other. And when you think about it, it doesn't make much sense. Like we're we're talking about internet services that do the same thing. They should all be found in one place. Mm -hmm. um, and so the concept of an application versus a website or, or or an internet service that runs in the browser that it shouldn't exist. There shouldn't be a distinction there. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So in the future, what this looks like and what Dominic Williams explained in in this release. And again, it's totally early stage. Like we won't see this for a couple of years. But um, when you have an app on your phone, it should just run. WebAssembly code in like probably in a browser, um, but it could be in like WebAssembly code is the lowest level of the internet, so it's it's its own virtual machine, 
in a sense. And so everything on your phone will just like be part of the internet in an equally accessible form. And uh, okay, what I need. So if I have an existing phone, uh, say you know, could I, you know, break it to run this different operating system? Uh, like they they it, haven't even built it yet. I'm just uh, really excited because we. Yeah. So we've seen all these. Um, really large projects try to do it and no one succeeded so far and as we know like Definity's kind of the, the first to deliver on when they say they're going to do something really big yeah. they end up doing it and it takes years or whatever but mm -hmm. they, they have some of the smartest people in the world and and they're they have the resources and and they said they're going to do okay. it well, <laughs> that, could be, that could be some of like the secret stuff that they've been working on that they haven't disclosed for the last you know four or five years and slowly they're going to be starting to get released and uh yeah big pretty time. exciting and and what it is so Let's say Definity gets big right now. You're still going to be using. You're going to be accessing uh, Definity DApps from your browser, finding them with your search engine. You're probably never going to get Definity DApps in the App Store. I don't think it'll work that way. Which is kind of like another. It's it's a like a where Apple is the gatekeeper. That's going to disallow you to use certain Definity applications. So they want to completely remove that. Mm. And let's say uh, Fang or Big Tech ever decided that they wanted to ban Definity apps. I mean, there would be a huge lawsuit involved and it would like, it probably would never happen this way because there's just too many forces, like they're, they're too big, but um, they could theoretically hide Definity. They wouldn't list them on their search engines. They would say, you know, it's against the terms and conditions of our browser and they, they would be delisted from app stores or DB prioritized based on the algorithms. Like there's a lot of tricks that big tech could play um, and this is why no one's ever taken them over. Like there's been competitors mm. and they always get crushed under the, under the weight of all these forces that could kind of keep um, up and coming technology from ever getting big. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's in the best interest of Google and Apple to kind of keep it okay. Is there any like potential in the future where they're going to like have no other choice other than to adopt this kind of thing? Could that ever come about? Yeah. Well, so I explain it in the book, like real briefly, the idea of the internet hierarchy and all the forces of like what, what, what controls what you see on the internet? And really at the, at the end of the day, the most important thing is the physical device because the physical device, like whoever makes the physical de device decides what operating system, it's, what software is on it. And then the next most important thing is the operating system. So if you want a completely independent like version of a, you know, your blockchain services or Web3 or whatnot, it's got to do the phones too. And it's got to come mm. from the operating system. And that's... That's in a nutshell, I think, the importance of the Medium article that we just got. Very interesting. Very yeah. cool. Well, I know, well, I know, like Linux, just to use Linux as an example, that is like the number one, that's like the largest operating system it in is, the world, It is. It right? is the most used so operating that's, system. And that's completely open. Um, so, it's, you know. It's yeah. proof that uh, the computer world, the internet world, decided time and time again that we wanted open standards. That's something Dominic Williams harps on. It's mm -hmm. like the proof is in the pudding when we see that Linux is the most used operating system in the world. But all the day-to-day -day operating systems that we use, like on our phones and computers, are owned by, by these big tech by companies. Big tech, yeah. So we haven't we haven't fixed that at the end at the end user level yet, mm -hmm. and that's what a new operating system would do. Interesting. So yeah. I'm really excited to see if yeah, they likewise. Could, uh, this is going to be progressing. They said announcements are going to be coming out, um, but that's what it is, and, and I guess we'll be keeping everyone up to date in what directions this initiative takes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and you know even. You know, on a day-to-day -day basis, obviously, you know you're interacting with iOS because you're using it through your, you know, your iPhone. But you know, your your Roomba, your 
fan that you're working, that's more than likely using like a <laughs> Linux operating system, right? So you don't, you don't really, you know that we're using it, but it's actually yeah. there in the Well, background. whenever you access something in a browser, yeah. and this is the, the server that you're using on them, which is very far away, is run with Linux. There you go. And it's because it's the most secure by far mm -hmm. uh, because of the open, the open standard. Anyone in the world could see it. And if there's bugs, you know, it's equally accessible to scrutiny okay. uh, from the whole world. Cool. So even like, so let's just go like on a really simple level to you know get my mind around uh, you know this phone. So right now I have I have I use an iOS. I have an Apple iPhone, and say I have the Coinbase wallet, like one of the you know where I have my own private keys and everything. And I want to interact with Uniswap, and now I swap on Uniswap. So then I'd go to Uniswap.exchange. I would connect through Wallet Connect. I would then be able to swap one Ether for X token, whatever it is. Uh, how would that be different through them? Would it be like an actual app I would be able to see well, on it would, my phone? It would, like, so it would be like an app on your phone, and then it would take you probably to a browser, but there might even not need to be a concept of a browser because the distinction between an app on your phone and a website and a browser sh shouldn't exist because since this runs in WebAssembly, WebAssembly you could think of as like a universal language and a virtual machine that is everything that the Internet runs on. All right, so you, like you, user experience level, it's not going to change uh, that much. Like it'll it'll just be simpler because you won't have to worry about an app. But the reason this works, like imagine everything that is saved in an app on your phone would be saved on an app in your browser because usually you x something out and and like that session deletes everything that happened. And then apps wow. store thing mm -hmm. uh, store things on your phone. And another reason that we could do this is because we have Definity's identity. Uh, that, that's associated with you and everything you do inside of the Definity app is, is now associated with the biometrics that's made your Definity ID. And so when the session ends, it's like all that data still exists. When, when you X something out in a browser, it actually disappears. It no longer exists. Ah, okay. Interesting. And you know what? Speaking about that actually just made me remind me of something. I remember like a year or two ago, Trust Wallet used to actually have a browser within its app. So you'd go on the app yeah. and you'd actually be able to go to OpenSea or whatever it was, buy your NFT or anything like that. The app store told them rules have now changed. <laughs> You're going to be kicked off of our app store unless you change it to only as just a wallet holder and that's it. So they actually, they thought there was too much competition for the browser thing because you're doing everything through the browser. They wanted you to go through their own personal browsers. That's yeah. pretty interesting. So that's kind of... That's a perfect example. Yeah. That kind of stuff happens all the time. And we didn't dive deep into it, but mm -hmm. almost everyone that builds in the App Store needs to follow these ridiculous rules <laughs> because, like, to be in the App Store. Yeah. And it's just very sad. It, 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 there's, um, there's issues all across the board with everyone that builds apps that have to deal with App Stores because they have to make things for different browsers and compatible with different operating systems and meet the terms and conditions. Like a bunch of nonsense that shouldn't exist in, yeah. in the 2021 internet. It's ridiculous at this so, point. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, yeah, at the end of the day, that's that's what a new operating system would do. This is very cool. Per, completely permissionless, and I love this because we're just really going low level now. Mm -hmm. And all the people that have been trying to do it the, in the open source world for 10 years that just didn't have the resources or, or clout in the space to build a new operating system, and you know. That's exciting. At the end of the day, we'll see a blockchain phone. Yeah. That's what people will That's think of really it as, cool. and yeah. it's yeah. it's cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Yeah, it was in, you know, just recently I was on my I was on my phone. I went to uh, this project that's building on Definity. It's almost like a, like a sort of like a Reddit, and I generated my uh, my ID. It's called DSCVR, I believe it is, and it's like kind of like a Reddit page. Where you just post uh, images and other kind of stuff. But that's kind of like a first glimpse into how these things would interact. You know, it have my 
you know, other sets. One of the things I had an issue with, though, is it looks like there's still like a three to five second delay with internet computer with like, you know, things happening. And every time I interact with internet computer on any of these apps, there's like a three to five second delay and they have like the logo showing. Yeah, yeah. So is that going to be like, is that going to take away from user experience? Is that any way to solve that? I'm still trying yeah. to figure this out. It's actually a really hard question to answer because mm -hmm. um, even when you're programming, you have to wait for these update calls and the time accrues when, in the way that you program. But there's ways to do things that are instant that are coming about. That's a question that I'm re like really digging into and talking developers to try to get to the bottom of, of what this is. But on the block explorer, you could see there's eight blocks per second. Uh, so think, and there's two yeah. block finality. So think things should actually be finalizing in much less than a second. Mm. But I don't know. I, I like, I, I still have to get to the bottom of that. We'll cover it. Okay. In Interesting. I guess it's maybe just the U user experience UI. There's UX definitely thing, an yeah. answer to that. Like okay. there's a way to uh, fix it. Um, yeah, things shouldn't take that long. Yeah, because you need to, you know, obviously these are incredible benefits, but also at the end of the day, people just want that. Yeah, in user instantaneous, yeah. In instantaneous responsiveness. Yeah. Cool. I guess. So. Interesting. Very nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> excited for the phone. We'll see what they have to deliver. And uh, exciting stuff. Cool. Yep. Thanks nice. for watching, everybody. Thanks, guys.